0: It reads like a thriller, and if it's proven true, it'll leave your blood running cold. Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. A bombshell dropped yesterday in a Washington, D.C. courtroom by a former high-level official in Saudi Arabia, Saad al-Jabri, who now lives in exile in Canada. He's been in the closest circles with leadership in Saudi Arabia, so he knows the secrets. The explosive accusations include sending a Saudi hit squad to Canada to try and kill him. Jabri also maintains he's been bombarded with text threats from the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and members of his family have disappeared with no contact. Jabri points the finger of blame at the Crown Prince for the 2018 murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi in Turkey. Now, Canada and Saudi Arabia have had a difficult relationship. When Foreign Affairs Minister Christian Freeland tweeted out a couple of years ago about concern for human rights, the reaction was explosive. And while Canada wags its finger at human rights abuses, it turns around and sells the kingdom weapons and military equipment. Scott Gilmore is a former diplomat, current columnist with McLean's, and he joins us now. And Scott, first off, what was your, your reaction when you saw that story about the hit squad?
1: Well, on one hand, I was not surprised the Saudis tried it. Um, A lot of my work over the years has been in some of the more difficult places in the world where, unfortunately, that sort of thing happens, whether it's the Rwandan government or the Saudi government or even South African government sending boys to to do um, some messy work, uh, illegal work. What did surprise me, though, was that, A, they sent them to Canada, where it's difficult even for a tourist to get in, it seems. And two, that they seem to have been caught, and yet our government didn't apparently react. In fact, they continued to uh, continue to trade arms with Saudi Arabia after the fact. So I think this raises some startling questions that, frankly, I would argue are more concerning to the public than the we controversy.
0: Good point. Good point. Now, uh, in April, Canada resumed selling to Saudi because they had, they had cut that off after the Khashoggi uh, murder. Uh, do you expect that to change now?
1: Well the I I don't actually I'm afraid and the reason being is that the liberal government is very very good at um talking the talk, but very, very bad at walking the walk. They love to virtue signal. They love to talk about uh, a a value-based foreign policy. But when you actually look at the decisions that are taken on the ground and how Canada behaves with its trading partners and with, uh, you know, strategic allies and and with countries like Saudi Arabia, it's almost completely indistinguishable from what the Harper government did before that. And so when you consider that there are, you know, by some counts, up to 3,000 jobs on the stake here in London, Ontario, to build these labs that we're selling to Saudi Arabia, and that we may be at any time in in an election, I think it's highly unlikely that this government will do anything, unfortunately.
0: Didn't the Harper government sign the contract for the labs in the first place?
1: Well, the Harper government signed it, but the Liberals had, uh, they they made all sorts of noises about being concerned about Saudi Arabia, particularly after uh, we saw Ah, uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman come to power, and we saw the purges and the human rights abuses, and as you mentioned, uh, the the issues with Samar Batawi and his sister, the the Khashoggi killings. At any point during those, uh, during that time, the liberals could have cut that that contract off. They could have stopped it. But again and again and again, they do this sort of mealy-mouthed hand uh, hand wringing, and then they just continue on with it. They really, there really is no principle behind a, a liberal foreign policy, to be frank.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned talking the talk and walking the walk. in In this situation, I guess in terms of foreign affairs or diplomacy, how do you walk the walk?
1: Well, sending an assassination team into your country, having an assassination team sent into your country to kill somebody that is that enjoys the the rights and privileges of a Canadian citizen, is one of the most egregious. Uh, sins that can be committed and so at the very least you shut that contract down you pull your ambassador back actually i'm not even sure what the status for ambassadors right now because the last one was thrown out by the saudis Mm -hmm. but you pull back diplomatic relations you bring your allies to the table other nato countries that have suffered uh, similar outrages like the united kingdom uh, vis-a-vis russia and you you find ways to make that sort of behavior painful so it's not repeated I mean, right now, there's nothing stopping Saudi Arabia from doing it again because, you know, Canada apparently didn't react and didn't care.
0: Scott Gilmore is joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. He's a former Canadian diplomat, current columnist with Maclean's, as we talk about the uh, startling, startling revelations yesterday from a Washington, D.C. courtroom regarding a a hit squad sent to Canada to try and take out a high-level Saudi Arabia official. Now, you know, we talk about getting the allies to the table, but You know, obviously our biggest ally is the United States, and they have a different relationship with Saudi Arabia, do they not?
1: They do. And the United States is in a different place right now as a country than it was five or six years ago in the sense that it has a very disjointed foreign policy right now. The um, the Trump administration has sort of run roughshod over a lot of traditional allies and institutions like NATO and also American institutions like the CIA and others. And so saying what the U.S. foreign policy right now is difficult. You could say what the Trump foreign policy is. You could say what the White House foreign policy is and maybe Pompeo and State Department. But there really is. It's, it's chaos off the border right now, so we can't really rely on them to uh, to align or join up very closely with us on any issue.
0: Now, you, I, I read your, your column a couple of years ago regarding the, the murder of Khashoggi in, in, in Turkey, and and the U.S. did not seem, quite at least the, or the Trump administration, didn't seem concerned. If this is proven true, how, how does this impact the relationship, if it does at all?
1: The relationship between Canada and the United States?
0: No, between uh, the United States and Saudi Arabia.
1: Well, I, I don't think it will affect the, um, the relationship. I mean, we take a look at how the Trump uh, government has reacted, for example, to the revelation that Russia has been paying uh, bounties on American soldiers or, or arming the Taliban, and there really was no reaction to it. Like I said, it, it's, it's chaos and disarray down there. If we see a new administration come to power, uh, and it's obviously a Biden administration, then yeah, I think it would have an impact. I think there would probably be a wholesale reevaluation of its bilateral relations with countries like Saudi Arabia, Russia, Brazil, and others.
0: In in terms of the Canada Saudi Arabia relationship, are, are we dealing with with a substantial uh, amount of money trading going back and forth, or is this a smaller, you know, middle? Well, level?
1: It, it's. It depends on how you define substantive. So overall, we do usually do about an average of $600 million a year in arms sales to Saudi Arabia. They're one of our largest arms sales uh, recipients. And we do about $1.5 billion a year in, uh, in total trade with them, which makes them our 16th overall trading partner behind Taiwan. So top 16 sounds like a lot, but because Canada's trade is so heavily focused on the United States, China, Mexico, and the European Union, the numbers are absolutely a a fraction of a fraction for Saudi Arabia compared to our, our larger trade partners.
0: If any of these accusations uh, in, in the court, in the court case uh, are uh, proven in court, what do you expect the Saudi reaction will be or the or the reaction of the world? Well,
1: uh, Crown Prince uh, Bin Salman seems to be almost indifferent or impervious to uh, any other action. I mean, they were able to effectively get away with the with the horrifying Beshtoghi killing in, in, in Istanbul, and I suspect something like this wouldn't even uh, register on their on their uh, radar. They're um, they've set themselves a very aggressive uh, foreign policy, and damn the torpedoes, they're they're charging head one way or the other.
0: Scott, I want to thank you for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Scott Gilmore is a former Canadian diplomat and current Maclean's columnist, and this leads to our unpublished.vote question. If the accusations are proven true in court, do you feel Canada should cut its relations with Saudi Arabia? Yes, no, or unsure? You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. I want to thank Scott Gilmore for joining us, and I want to thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.